Good evening. I haven't talked to you for a while over Black, but this is Monica, and I am back with you on Black, um, the podcast about all things Black. And tonight I am particularly inspired to talk to you because, well, for once I've given up my main social uh, media uh, addiction, which is Twitter. I just, Twitter's taken so many people down and said it's time for me to just quit Twitter because, um, I felt like they were also patrolling people who were left-leaning more so than right-leaning. And so if that's what Jack, I've forgotten his last name, wants on Twitter primarily, I figure let them have it. So my podcast is my opportunity to try to have a voice. And so that's what I'm doing here. And so tonight, this is um, November 3rd, and this is the day after the November 2nd election all over the country. And that was a great focus on the state of Virginia, Yunkin um, versus, uh, I want to say McAuliffe. And then you had also the race in New Jersey um, with Murphy and his opponent. So um, I was particularly disgusted last night as the election results came in and Yunkin was elected. Now, I was not surprised that Yunkin was elected, but I was disappointed still that this is what would transpire. And so um, this episode, let's dissect what happened, who contributed to um, what I consider to be a step back in American history. Um, So let's talk about it. Let's get into the Virginia election, and they still haven't called the really close New Jersey election. So grab your coffee, grab your wine, and come on back, and let's talk about all things black. And this time we're talking about the state of Virginia, which obviously isn't very black. Okay, so as I was saying, um, there were a lot of pundits and people watching the parties very closely, watching what was going to happen in Virginia out there because they think it's a great tale as to what's going to happen when we have the midterm elections for the Democrats and the Republicans. And then there was all of this media frenzy um, like a couple of weeks before the election saying, oh, Biden's um, approval rating has dropped in the polls, has dropped in the polls. But nobody could say exactly what the drop in Biden's approval rating was attributable to. I never heard that, um, you know, because we came out of the Iraq war months ago and some people were against that and some people were for it. I was for it because you can't have a 25, 30, 35, 40 year unending war. That's a great way to run your country into the ground. So it had to end. And I think that the lesson there is let people take care of their countries. You can help them a little bit, but you cannot. It's like leading a horse to water. You can't make a drink. So I thought that was a good thing. But that was months ago, right? And so here we are with coronavirus. It had gotten out of control. We had the Delta variant. So Biden comes in, institutes all of these policies, gets our vaccines, has this great vaccine campaign. So we have gotten coronavirus under control. The Delta variant is waning, is fading down. We're getting, um, we got teenagers vaccinated. And today of all days, when the Democrats have lost Virginia, we are now starting to vaccinate children. So these are all good things to me. There's that money that appears every month in your bank account that's related to your child. Okay. You know, there are all of these things that the Biden administration has done that white people in Virginia went out there and said we don't like. And so I'm just trying to figure out what is it that they didn't like. 
So I was listening to Chris Hayes and I was listening to, um, oh, what is it? Morning Joe as I was getting dressed this morning and they were on there. And first of all, I heard Al Sharpton on there berating woke black people saying, if you're woke, you got to get up, get clean and go out and do something. Well, the coalition in Virginia turned out, but you cannot blame every democratic loss on black people. Okay. It's, it, it's supposed to be a, a rainbow party, but obviously it's really just a black party. If you're going to blame every loss on them, but you won't contribute every, you won't attribute every win to them, but every loss you will. So I didn't like Al Sharpton being used to say that. And then um, we had Morning Joe and Caddy K and those people saying, well, they've just got to do something more than talk about this race thing. And if you don't go along with me, you're just racist. I was like, listen to these people. Why are they on MSNBC anyway, spewing this racist crap? Chris Hayes, okay, he's on his show tonight saying, well, maybe it was a critical race theory because, um, and he calls on some reporter who was supposedly interviewed some mother who said she didn't want her child to do a report on Andrew Jackson, which portrayed him as, um, ethnic race cleanser okay so um everybody knows andrew jackson and his story he was not a nice man he did very bad things to the indigenous people and to black people so i'm sorry if that mother of six um who is on a school board does not want her child to actually learn facts because history is not about what you like history is about what happened okay and this is somebody that's on the school board so, well, I didn't like my child learning that. What do you mean you didn't like your child learning that? And then this reporter goes on to say, you know, so there's all of this great diverse, diversity, all this great change that's happened in Virginia, and they're trying to find out how to talk about it without offending white people. That's essentially what she said. That <coughs> 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 a lot of white parents are upset with critical race theory, which is not being taught. In secondary schools, anyway, it's a that's college level thinking, um, because it denigrates whiteness. Now let's let's just unpack that. <sighs> let's just unpack that. So as I was saying, let's just unpack that phrase, denig- because it denigrates whiteness, and that's what these white parents are upset about, and allegedly white people. So what we're talking about is that America is finally trying to grapple with the structural racism that has existed in this country and the way that it has impacted a particular group of people due to slavery. And then after that, the resistance to allow these people to fully integrate into American society as first class citizens. So we are finally trying to grapple with that, supposedly. And so we have some white Americans who are resistant to that. And allegedly they are resistant to it because they feel as if when you talk about slavery and you talk about structural racism and you talk about the benefits and the privileges that white people enjoy, that it somehow denigrates them. Okay, so this is this is my thing. So if it denigrates you to hear that you have done these things and that you have benefited by these things and that you're still benefiting by these things, what is it like for the black person? That you have deprived of these things because of your privilege, because of your negative and derogatory behavior toward another human being. You know, I, 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 I can't even begin to fit my mind around how you say 
I I don't want to talk about things that make that make me look bad. I mean, have you ever been in a relationship with someone and you're trying to just like you know I, I love you, I'm gonna stay here, but you know here here's what you do, and they say, oh, I don't want to talk about the things that I do that's bad. Let's just talk about what you do that's bad. And so that's what it seems like white people are saying to me. They are they are saying we do not want any accountability, we do not want any responsibility, we don't want any negativity attached to us. That's that's all for you people. You've had it since since slavery's inception, after slavery, after the Civil War, Reconstruction, the whole shebang, that's your thing. You get to be denigrated. You get to have your children sit there in class and learn about the slaves and have people say, oh, but some of the slaves were happy and some of the masters were good. Can you imagine? But you don't want to denigrate whiteness. I mean, I can even begin to unpack it. I mean, the socio-political, economic repercussions, reverberations from that statement is just astounding. You know, you cannot do anything about this situation, this artificial construct that we have erected in America until we talk about it. And yes, when we talk about it, it is going to be painful for you. If you are a thinking, caring, hearing being to hear about what whiteness has wrought. But you will get through the pain. You will pass through it, hopefully, so that we can build a better, stronger America. But if you refuse to face the things that you've done, you're not going to get better. And the way that the country is browning. By not facing it, you could be putting yourself in a very precarious position. Think about that. Okay, because the country is becoming browner. So you can face it right now while the country is turning and saying, let us have a reconciliation. Let us have a kumbaya, let us come together. Let's have a mea culpa. Let us mend our fences. Let us understand where we went wrong. Or you can dig your heels in the sand and put your head down there also and say, la, 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 fingers in your ear. I don't want to hear it. So then when the country becomes brown and you're still trying to pull some of this racist bullshit, you get your chain yanked. And you get it yanked in a not so nice way. You know how you call the dog and you say, come back? The dog's on a leash. You tug it a little bit. And you know how you call the dog and it doesn't come and you take the chain and or the leash and you pull the dog and their all four feet come off the ground. So I would say, as painful as it may be, I think you're better off talking about it. Talking about white people and sitting there and taking the denigration of whiteness. It is like there is to be no accounting for the years of the denigration of blackness. And for the blackness that continues to go on and play out on our TV screen every day. Every day. It plays out. Every day. Every day. Look at look at look at our senators. Look at our senators. Look at how many old white senators we have. And we have some white women. But where are the black people who are senators? Look at the number of representatives. 
Look at the heads of companies. Yes, we have a sprinkling here and there. So, so what is it that whiteness is going to... What is the harm that they're going to experience by acknowledging history? Because you can't change it, and it is there. And, and you can't continue to miseducate people. And I don't understand how a mother can be on a school board, have six kids, and say that she does not want her children, her child, to learn history accurately. She wants her child to learn what she feels. She does not like the way she feels when she hears about Andrew Jackson and what he did. Not conjecture what he did. So, um... I'm not sure what we do with this because this is not white fragility. This is still white superiority operating. And that is what we saw in the Virginia race. That is what played out. And it was primarily white women who went in there and flipped by 39%. Okay, because they're so head up. They're so upset of what's being supposedly taught to their children. Okay, first of all, to me, I would say this is an ignorant group of people. But I know that you have a lot of suburban moms who were a part of that 39% because a lot of those people who sit there next to you in PTA meetings and you're on the committees with and ha ha and kiki and kaka the basketball game, they are racist to their core. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to acknowledge it because they think that they, well, I'm sitting next to somebody black. Oh, my kid plays basketball with so-and-so. So-and-so's on our committee, but look at how you're voting. Look at how you're thinking. You know nothing about black history. You're not trying to learn anything. And you're trying to keep your kids from learning. From being better and stronger. So when we think about what happened. In the Virginia election. It is sad. It is sad. Because the Republican Party is trying to pretend like. Oh well we didn't elect a Trump person. No, you elected a Trump-like person. You elected a polite Trump person, a person who uses dog whistles, who's just gone back to that and coded language, who's not standing up saying exactly what he felt. I prefer the Donald Trump-type person who's saying exactly what he means. I don't want somebody up there looking like an L.L. Bean catalog model, mouthing niceties, but all the same time signing policies and legislation in place that hurts me as a black person. I prefer you come on down with it because that way we can do something about it. But if you're trying to hide it and dress it up, it's a little bit harder to call out. So I would say that this is an insidious type of Trumpism, which has always been there. And so to keep people from talking about them and to keep people from ridiculing them and to keep the rest of the world from pointing their finger at electing these kind of people, they've trotted out Yunkin people, these Trump-like people who have a veneer of civility and put them in office. But do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. They're still Trumps. And Chris, I don't understand you're saying, you know, that they, they can realize they can do without Trump. No, they're not doing without Trump. They've just put some clothes on the emperor. That's all that they did. They just put some clothes on him. It's the same, it's the same trash that Trump was spewing. It's just dressed up and looks nicer and speaks uh, more elegantly. But it is the same bullshit. It's racism. 
And so I was just disappointed that America, you know, um, Virginia just, you know, did not embrace change. And then Virginia's right there next to D.C., Chocolate City. You know, they're the DMV, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. A lot of black people. How do these black people feel that live with these white people in Virginia? I don't understand it. It is so sad and so demoralizing. But this is what we deal with every day in this country. These people do not mean us any good. They don't. They don't. And so the Virginia election just shows you. You know, they just wanted to get Trump off their hands publicly. But they still want Trump-like policies. So the denigration of whiteness, the election of a Republican in Virginia, when the Democrats are doing so much for so many people, lifting so many people out of poverty. Do they realize that the largest population of poverty is not black people, it's white people, simply because there are more of you. We may have a higher percentage concentrated in our particular group, but there are numerically just more poor white people. So why are you voting for somebody like Yunkin, who is a... A robber baron of Wall Street. He makes nothing. He just buys up other people's stuff and breaks down countries and is part of the reason why the country looks the way it does with all these holes. Because you have these big box companies swallowing up the mom and pop stores. But this is who you're electing. White people, white people, white people, white people. I pray that God removes the scales from over your eyes and that he takes the shackles and the chains off your heart so that it can expand, expand to include your black and brown brother and to realize that if you don't get your shit together, you're going to sink this country and it's going to be black and brown people who rescue it and write it. And because you have nearly destroyed it with Trump and Trump-like people, there will be a question as to whether or not there's any place for you in the new America. Now, how is that for denigrating whiteness? Okay, so that's black, and those are my thoughts on the Virginia governor's race. Tell me what you think about what I said. Please subscribe, follow, talk back to me. I love it all. I'm always interested in hearing what others have to say. I love the give and take of politics. I can't wait. I hope that I'm reaching so many of you and I can't wait to hear from you. And I hope that you enjoyed the new 2.0 episode of Black.